The NFL trade deadline has come and gone, and while the Dolphins didn't make any moves, the landscape of the league did shift slightly, particularly as it pertains to the Dolphins' schedule. That plus injury updates here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because we don't just say it, we live it. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Network today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. And we're going to be pretty quick hitting today. We got a lot of macro conversations. We got some micro conversations. We got some Week Nine conversations. <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, a lot of information to digest for things that are directly and indirectly applicable to the Miami Dolphins. So let's start with this. The NFL trade deadline was 4 o'clock yesterday. And it turns out the only trade deadline move that the Dolphins made was the acquisition of Chase Claypool. The Dolphins kind of stood pat uh, as the deadline came and went, but that was not the case for a number of other teams across the league. So instead of talking about names that I looked across the league and I perceived would be attractive names that I would be calling on if I were Chris Greer, I want to talk about who the names were that got traded, where they went, if it impacts the Dolphins for the new player in the new team or the old team, and whether or not I would have been interested in acquiring any of these players as players that actually had a market that we know exactly what the market was. So that's that's where we're starting today on the heels of the trade deadline. Leonard Williams traded uh, from the New York Giants to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that happened on Monday. That was for the price of a second and fifth round pick. Now, Leonard Williams is a nice player. He's an older interior defensive lineman. Would he help the Dolphins? I think absolutely, but uh, not at the price of a two and a five when you consider Williams' contract, what that money point's going to look like moving forward. Uh, the Dolphins have their own players to decide if they want to pay or not on the interior defensive line. So if I was looking to onboard somebody, it would not have been a third contract, veteran, former first-round pick, uh, quality starter, which is what the, the Seahawks got, and good for them. You know, they're loading up. They could smell blood in the water a little bit with the Seattle Seahawks uh, out in front of the San Francisco 49ers by half a game uh, at the beginning of week nine. The Chicago Bears traded a second-round pick for Montez Sweat to the Washington Commanders. And uh, that move surprised me a little bit for – not that Sweat was moved, but for who moved for him. Now, Chicago, obviously, it's in the NFC. That's an opponent the Dolphins don't have to worry about. They won't be making the playoffs. But, like, y'all did this last year with Chase Claypool. And Montez Sweat's a better player than Chase Claypool is for his respective position. But the Bears now surrendering what's going to end up being a top 40 pick for the second consecutive season. Uh, certainly not a price point that I would have been interested in. And I do think the Dolphins' outside rush uh, is fairly healthy. Now, Chase Young also went. Washington traded him to San Francisco for a third. So the former number two overall pick, 24-year-old pass rusher uh, in a contract year. San Francisco presumably trades a three for him. 
uh, for the rest of this season before he leaves in free agency and is going to net them a future third round pick. <laughs> so, because uh, he, he's probably going to get a pretty handsome contract when it's all said and done. And he should show out on that San Francisco defensive line. Now, that one's relevant for Miami through the lens of, uh, I think, the big picture view. You look at San Francisco, they're going to get Trent Williams back. They're going to get Debo Samuel back. They're going to have the quarterback position not be shaky with, you know, they've got a quarterback that's embattled in a concussion conversation right now. I don't envy that. Uh, we lived all that last year. San Francisco is going to be in there in the end. That's a potential Super Bowl uh, opponent for a potential Super Bowl run for the Dolphins. So that that's impactful in that regard. Uh, not that I necessarily would have moved a three for a rental for Chase Young anyway, but teams have done that in the past. Look at the Rams and what they did with Von Miller to bring him in at the deadline for their Super Bowl run. So it has happened. Um, here's an AFC move. The Jaguars traded for Vikings guard Ezra Cleveland. So Minnesota did sell. Well, they also bought because they traded Josh Dobbs. A trade for quarterback Josh Dobbs from Arizona. Kyler Murray's coming back. Um, not would not have been interested in Dobbs by any means. That's an NFC to NFC trade anyway. But Jacksonville sent a sixth round pick to Minnesota for Ezra Cleveland. Interior offensive lineman, athletic guy, has been somewhat inconsistent since coming into the league out of Boise State. Uh, so I, I think that's where. It's a position where you would have liked to have reinforcements, but I think the Dolphins passing on this kind of move kind of tells you where they think they're at from an injury perspective and the guys that they have that are banged up. Um, obviously, we heard from Mike McDaniel. We'll, we'll get into injury updates a little later on the show. But for Miami to pass on a move like that tells me we may see some reinforcements within our own coming sooner rather than later. But that is impactful because Jacksonville getting him, whether it's Ben Barch or Tyler Shatley, like they've got a, a guard position there that's kind of been pretty shaky for them. I don't know how much better Cleveland's going to be, especially coming in midseason. Uh, but that is a move that if I'm Miami, I would have at least been sniffing around on and ask myself the question, realistically, when's Toronto Armstead coming back? Realistically, when's Connor Williams coming back? Realistically, what's the timeline for Rob Hunt? if all those guys are back in a short window, then yeah, I'd have probably held on to the six too. Uh, Detroit traded for Browns wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Cleveland's passing game really struggling. They do have weapons with Njoku, uh, with Amari Cooper, with Elijah Moore. Uh, so the fourth option in the passing game plus the backs. Uh, it, it does weaken Cleveland a little bit as far as uh, being a potential wild card, like as if the playoffs started right now, Miami would play Cleveland in the first round. So them moving on from a receiver that's a little bit of surplus, if Cleveland gets banged up down the road, that may be hurt, harmful for their ability to threaten with the passing game. So uh, that's something to be mindful of, uh, going to Detroit like that for them. Lastly, the Bills acquired a cornerback. It was not Jalen Johnson for the Chicago Bears, and it looked like that might be the way that it was trending. They traded a third-round pick to the Green Bay Packers for Rasul Douglas. It's a nice ad. Um, Rasul Douglas, former Philadelphia Eagle, played at West Virginia. Good ball skills, good zone corner. Of course, that that's kind of the, the Bills thing. And, and the Bills had Kyrie Elam as a healthy scratch last week against Tampa on Thursday Night Football. First-round pick in year two. Oh, we're on the Noah Igbenogany pathway here for Kyrie Elam. 
Although Kyrie Elam made some nice plays down the stretch last year for Buffalo. Nevertheless, he, he is not in favor with that coaching staff. So you have Trey White that's out with an injury. You have Kyrie Elam, who they don't trust as far as they can throw him. They signed Josh Norman to the practice squad and dressed him for the game over first-round pick in 2022, Kyrie Elam. If that doesn't tell you what they think about him, I don't know what would. So they got Christian Benford, Dane Jackson. They needed some reinforcements, and Rasul Douglas is a nice ad. I would expect by the time Miami plays him in Week 18, he's going to be firmly entrenched as a starter there. So that does impact the Dolphins. But I do feel like that is the only move that happened that will directly impact the Dolphins. And there's a lot of time between now and then for the dust to settle one way or another and the Dolphins to, of course, get their own reinforcements back, which is where we are going to take our focus next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, we're scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with the players that are guaranteed fit for your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. You can find me buying on Falcons wide receiver Drake London after a quiet week eight against the Titans secondary. He only caught five passes for 55 yards, but he should be getting back on track against the corners that the Minnesota Vikings have at their disposal in week nine. And with the potential quarterback change looming with Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke's done this like four years running. He's gone, he's been somewhere, he's the backup. You get halfway through the season, and darn it, if he doesn't come in and provide you with a little bit of spark, and he's got some creativity to his game, and he's started a lot of football games at the NFL level, you contrast that to Desmond Ritter and the turnover issues and losing possessions. I think Atlanta should be more effective passing downfield Heineke in the game. So London could also see some high volume as a result and also some deep shots down the field. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player's perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride always stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Exclusions apply and eligible items only. So Mike McDaniel had an early morning press conference in Germany. Uh, this morning you know, I'm recording. It's about 9:45 a.m. And I don't know. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know if you could have crafted a better update for the Dolphins and their talent than what Mike McDaniel provided. So let's take a step back. Let's zoom out. Okay, 30,000 foot view, looking at the Dolphins' 53-man roster. Here's what we know: offensive lines in tough shape. Tron Armstead hasn't really played this season. Appeared in a couple of games, one on IR after a, a lower body injury in week four against the Bills. Connor Williams, been on ice, missed about half the season so far with a groin issue. Robert Hunt left the game last week with a hamstring issue. Here's your updates on that group. And we, we alluded to this with Ezra Cleveland, sixth round pick to Jacksonville. Ron Armstead's practicing today. 
So he didn't just get on the plane and fly to London to, or, or fly to Germany to enjoy the sights and sounds and have a bratwurst. He's practicing. Today, the window is open for his activation to the 53-man roster once again. Huge opportunity. Connor Williams, Mike McDaniel said, expects he will play in week nine against Kansas City Chiefs. Mike hasn't given you that kind of language in, in, as it pertains to this injury. He's been very passive with Connor Williams and his status, and we'll see, and we'll just take day by day. He was active last week, but he didn't play. He was effectively the emergency center, uh, and the Dolphins nearly got to a point where they needed the emergency center to play, but he didn't play. So you're looking at, like, Connor Williams has been on ice for like a month now. For him to come out and say, Mike McDaniel, that he expects he will play, against Chris Jones and the Chiefs' defensive line, that's a huge feather in the cap because we talked yesterday about improving this Dolphins running game and talking about the importance of having a little bit more athleticism on the interior trio and what that can provide. And Connor being back close to 100%, if not completely 100%, changes the dynamics of your ability to get up onto the second level and get attached on some linebackers. And Nick Bolton's not going to play in this game. So, like, there's... That, that, that's a huge development for Miami if that does indeed manifest itself. Rob Hunt, day-to-day, uh, -day, Mike said uh, he, he's feeling better, uh, but he does not expect him to, to play uh, or participate in practice today, on Wednesday, which not the end of the world. Hopefully we see him as a limited participant on Thursday and can gear up on Friday. And if that's the case, I'd expect him to play. I wouldn't say it's a shoe in just based on how Miami has handled injuries, but look, y'all get the bye week after this game. So you get effectively two weeks to rest up for your next opponent, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. And we'll talk about them a little bit uh, for their dynamics that they're facing right now. And it's Kansas City Chiefs. Like it's a, it's a big time conference game. This is for the top spot in the conference going into your bye week. If not now, when, right? Let a guy push through some discomfort. You get an opportunity to rest him up. And look, if you need to steal an extra week on the back end, I know what that Raiders defensive front looks like. I watched Detroit play against them on Monday Night Football. I evaluated the roster with Joe Marino and locked on NFL scouting on, on uh, the summertime. It's not a good group up front aside of Max Crosby. So if not now, when? So I think there's the best chance we'll see Connor Williams. I think the be next best chance is that we will see Rob Hunt. I think the the least likely is Teron Armstead just because I don't know how uh, often you're going to see Miami activate a guy in the first week of the window and get him back in the lineup. But coincidentally, the offensive lineman that I feel the best about uh, of the backups that's playing right now is Kendall Lamb. So we shall see. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. Because Javon Holland cleared concussion protocol. He's back. He's officially back. now. The Dolphins do have a safety in concussion protocol. Uh, Mike McDaniel shared that Brandon Jones stayed behind in Miami to work his way through concussion protocol, did not rule out the, the possibility of Brandon Jones flying to Germany a little later in the week if he progresses through the protocol. Uh, but just based off how Miami has handled that, I, I would probably count against it. I would not be counting on that to be something that actually happens. Uh, we heard that uh, Xavier Howard may be an X factor this week. Uh, he talked about how they have examined Xavier Howard and uh, the risks of a setback 
and what it would do to the team in the same way that they have with Connor Williams. But I would say this too. Long-term, you, you still haven't seen anything from Cam Smith. We're all waiting for him to build himself up the play. Eli Apple has played, and I know he's he's a player who has soured on some, some fans of the team, but he's been a serviceable starting outside corner. He hasn't been a plus player, but he hasn't been, I don't think he's been the uh, liability that some people seem to feel like he's been. I feel like you have a little bit more flexibility to kind of go for it with X in this game if you wanted to. If you wanted to, again, say, look, it's a big game. It's a huge opportunity. And I don't mean to do the thing, but you're going to get out of the back end of this game, right? And say Xavier Howard does the same thing that Connor Williams does and he plays and he suffers a, a minor setback. Okay. You get a bye week. Then you play the Raiders. They got Devontae Adams. But you also have Jalen Ramsey now back in the fray. You have Javon Holland out of concussion protocol. You have Deshaun Elliott, your other starting safe. You have Cater Kohu in the nickel. You can kind of structure and bracket and leverage for a singular receiver. That may be problematic. And you have the Jets with Zach Wilson and the Jets. I'm not going to throw too much dirt on the offense right now. They are four and three. Uh, this is not going to be an easy out by any means for Miami. But they're 26th in scoring offense, 18 points per game. And uh, this season, offensively, or I guess just in total, they are 29th in yards, 26th in scoring. Uh, they have surpassed 200 passing yards in a game once this season. Once. The Dolphins have more rushing yards this season than the Jets do passing yards. They have five passing touchdowns on the year. They have three rushing touchdowns. So they have a total of eight, eight offensive touchdowns. If I'm seeing that correctly. So you're you're not super into, intimidated. And if you're going to miss Xavier Howard for a two, three-week bunch, you're going to say, well, you got to buy. You got the Raiders with Devontae Adams. And uh, we'll, again, talk about them. But they just fired their GM and their head coach this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that. And then there's talk of them benching Jimmy Garoppolo in favor of rookie Aiden O'Connell, uh, day three quarterback. So you'd be getting him on his uh, second career start. I believe Brian Hoyer played when Garoppolo was hurt earlier. Then you have the Jets, which is uh, a team that really struggles to consistently move the football. Then you have the Commanders with Sam Howell, who's on rec on pace to break the sack. So like, and then you have the Titans, and then you have the Jets again. So like, what is the matchup where if you are a little bit more aggressive with Xavier Howard to play him against the Chiefs, you're looking at over the next six weeks, and you're like, oh, we're really going to miss him there. You could do the same thing you did with Connor Williams if he has a setback. And feel good that he would be back for the the home stretch of Dallas on Christmas Eve, Baltimore on New Year's Eve, and then Buffalo uh, to close the season at home before whatever would come in the playoffs. Like you have flexibility, you have six weeks after this game, where if you're going to miss Xavier Howard, you feel like you could still get by, get by with it. So I'd go for it personally. I would. Um. So Xavier Howard. X-Factor, Brandon Jones left uh, in Miami to work through concussion protocol. Javon Holland out of concussion protocol. Teron Armstead's practicing today. Connor Williams expected to play in week nine. Rob Hunt day-to-day, -day, but feeling better. What else could you ask for? Because <laughs> uh, Jalen Ramsey's back, right? Like that was already the first big hurdle to clear. So from an injuries perspective, 
that's kind of where Miami stands coming into this game. Really feels like they're gearing themselves up. They, they have tried to thread this needle and get some of these guys back and uh, position themselves to, to have as many hands on deck as possible for Kansas City, and they're going to have a chance to do that. Uh, we are going to talk about the Raiders and their change and just real quick what that means for Miami, and that will be coming up next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Perhaps you're feeling spontaneous. We're getting ready to talk about the Raiders, and the Raiders will be coming to Miami to play the Dolphins. Let's say you get to the weekend of the game, and you say, eh, you know what, maybe I'll go down to the Rock, watch the Dolphins kick some butt. If you're spontaneous and you're interested, uh, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase and is the place to buy last-minute tickets because they are obsessed with finding you ways to help save money on your tickets, even if it is on short notice. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game tie guarantee means you'll always find the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can see the view from your seats before you buy. You can buy with just a few taps on your phone. They give you the total up front so there's no hidden fees, and you get your tickets on your phone for ease and convenience as well. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase terms to apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL. For $20 off, download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels, gone. Uh, Dave Ziegler, GM, gone. As of 1 a.m. this morning. Raiders falling on the season to a record of, what, 3-5? and five? Uh, got shellacked by the Lions, got shellacked by the Bears. Uh, their last win was against the New England Patriots. It could be the Patriots, Packers, and Broncos this year. We talk about the Dolphins and some ease of wins. Uh, Patriots by four, Packers by four, Broncos by one. This, this is a team that's very close uh, to being 0-8. And, and Josh McDaniels fired. They were 30th in the league at scoring offense, 15.8 points per game. Uh, 22nd in scoring defense, 23.4 points per game. Jimmy Garoppolo, been an abject disaster of a signing for them. Seven touchdowns to nine interceptions. He's got a quarterback rating of 78. He was brought in because he knows the system. And I just had some thoughts here because, you know, they're, they're going to play the Giants, and then they're going to play this weekend, and they're going to play the Jets, and then they're at Miami. So if they do move to Aiden O'Connell, well, they got Giants-Jets at home. The first road game for the experience of Aiden O'Connell, who did start a game, so this is his second career start, uh, would be in Miami against the Dolphins with the Dolphins coming out of a bye with presumably a lot of health on their side with how things have kind of trended over the course of the last couple of weeks and what it's been building towards. The transition from Garoppolo to O'Connell, I think, puts you in a real nice position because Miami, after Kansas City, I look at the Dolphins' schedule. Right. And there was no question to it. is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo as well. In spite of what some of the narratives from the last 18 months, some people have sold you. After the Chiefs game, when's the next game that the Dolphins don't have the better quarterback on the field or it's even a discussion? After Kansas City. Raiders, now presumably Aiden O'Connell in what would be his potentially fourth career start on the road in Miami. 
Zach Wilson twice. Sam Howell. Will Levis uh, starting games in Tennessee for the Titans. So everybody wants to talk about the strength of schedule and how Miami's facing this, this dearth and they're a fake team. I think the most important elements for Miami are, are actually going to continue to align, even if the Raiders have three wins versus the Patriots having two. I think the Patriots are a better team than the Raiders, even though they played each other and the, and the Patriots lost. So this is, a, this is a big shift. Like you get down to Dallas, like Dak's an accomplished quarterback, but he's not performed at a particular high level this year. I think this last week was only like the second week this season. He's had more than one touchdown pass in a game. They're kind of struggling offensively. They got Baltimore and Baltimore with Lamar with the scheme change, and they, they don't really have the horses in the wide receiver room. I know they shellacked the lines two weeks ago. And then you get Buffalo week 18. So that Raiders game becoming even more of a tilt. I expect that to have a monster spread for Miami coming out of their bye. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see, just make sure this team gets healthy out of the Kansas city game, but presuming that they do, uh, this, this is setting up, this is a great get out of the bye and get ready to play a really tough defense in the jets. And, uh, don't envy, uh, Raiders fans for that experience because the Dolphins have also gone through. I guess the Dolphins should consider themselves lucky. They they went after a Patriot Way coach, and what happened? They got out of it without what happened in Detroit and without what's going to happen in Las Vegas, where the coaches and the executives sold their soul for players that knew the Patriots scheme and tried to replicate the Patriots scheme. And the Dolphins did to some degree, but at least Brian Flores had a little bit of a different flavor defensively where it didn't have to be like cookie cutter. I want this guy because he does this like so-and-so did it in New England. I mean, Raiders have to tear this back down and they've spent 18 months tearing down what they had. So just, just a, a reflection of relief for where Miami is at having hired a New England coach. And maybe this will be the time that NFL teams stop hiring to replicate the Patriot way. Because the Patriot way was you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time taking a discount and bailing a lot of people out <laughs> in my eyes. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. I am out of here. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace.